You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On the show today, noteworthy shows, Joe Rogan fails to keep up with the Kardashians, sex lies and DM slides, podcasts have to pay, why ads, and Spotify trims its catalogue. Alrighty, we thought we'd start off today with noteworthy shows. Stocks, we've got a new one from the Guardian podcast on Ben Robert Smith and his defamation trial. Yeah, really interesting. Ben Robert Smith versus the media. So the Guardian's launched this special podcast series about the defamation trial of Ben Robert Smith and uh, against various media organisations. Uh, they released a preview last week. And it's an 11-minute preview episode. Pretty cool. The podcast is done by Ben Doherty, his podcast host and investigative reporter for The Guardian. The style is uh, professional voice actors reading transcripts from a trial. If that's your jam, it's good. Right. Any Anyone we know for the voice actors or they've just tried to go pretty straight down the line actors on this one? Yeah, no one I'd know. Yeah. Um, just professionals. I'm keen to hear the Crikey vs. Lockie Murdoch defamation podcast when that comes around as well. Look, I think this is an interesting space where they're recreating what's happening in these trials and there's some pretty red hot stuff that went on in this Ben Robert Smith defamation trial. Absolutely. And it's nice to, I guess, keep being reminded of what's going on while we're still waiting for a decision to come down on what's going to happen. Yeah, it's quite an interesting use of the medium as well because obviously you can't take cameras into courtrooms, you're relying on journalists being in there, coming out and conveying the stories and writing articles about it. But this is actually utilising you know, what's been spoken, transcripts from the, the court case itself and bringing that to life so you can actually get like that real feel inside the courtroom as you know, so many podcasts have done in the true crime space. But this is really kind of leaning into that as a, as a kind of... I don't know, a style, a, a format. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, this is sort of a bottomless well. There's court cases happening all around the country, all around the world, all the time. I've got to admit, I haven't been totally across this case. I think it sort of had been running in the press for quite a while and I've been meaning to try and catch up. So this will be probably the easiest way for me to do it and pretend I am an expert. Another podcast that's been trending everywhere is the podcast about the Chinese dear leader, Xi Jinping's secretive life, The Prince. It's by The Economist. It's Su Lin Wong's chilling series about the Chinese leader, and it's his Machiavellian story of power. This podcast actually came out on the 20th of September as a single drop, eight episodes in one go. But it's been just trending everywhere. So I think people are just gradually finding it, consuming it, hearing word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting case of dropping a podcast in one go. We have never done it. Yeah. Um, and keen to keep an eye on if this is an effective strategy that people start doing going forward. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. I think particularly with the subject matter of, of Xi Jinping, I mean, you know, we've spoken uh, in the past, China, if you're listening, is one of the shows that we've spoken about. He's never far from the headlines, you know, especially with what's going on in world politics at the moment. So that's sort of a drop where you do just do it all in one. And it is, you know, about the rise, a bit more about the character of this guy. It sort of is almost going to remain evergreen while he's, the leader, it's going to be a fascinating historical study ongoing. So this thing will have legs. I don't know necessarily if it sort of benefits so much from releasing it week by week, but you know we'll see. It's still it's still being talked about at the moment. Yeah, I guess if it's fully funded by a publisher like The Economist, you just 
get it out there. Yeah. And we're all used to consuming content this way now thanks to Netflix. Yep. So why not? Yeah. But definitely something to keep an eye on and see how it goes in terms of how long they'll stay in the zeitgeist. Well, keeping it a little bit closer to home, tell us about Storytown podcast. Yeah, it's an ABC podcast. Um, it's a new series sharing stories from regional Australia. The first episode's under four minutes. So that got my attention. But it's just cool little tales from different parts of regional Australia. I think this is what ABC's... This is what the ABC exists for, in my opinion. Yeah. This is um, why we're paying our seven cents a day or whatever it is now. Totally. Just telling those stories that otherwise might go unheard from around Australia, just digging into every little nook and cranny of this great wide land of ours. That was just a little wrap-up of some of the noteworthy shows that we're taking an interest in this week. So we'll try and keep an eye on on what's being released from time to time. Um, Again, if you do see anything that you think is worth us checking out or talking about or you want to promote, then just, yeah, drop us a line. Absolutely. And one from last week that we did mention and discuss was the Kim Kardashian podcast, The System. Yeah, so... Mission accomplished, I suppose. This one came out. It was a big ticket item for Spotify and has just busted through the great uh, ceiling that is Joe Rogan is and, and has taken the number one spot, which is absolutely amazing for a first-time podcaster, really, on an unproven show. It's it's completely new. There's no kind of IP around it other than, obviously, the Kardashian brand, but there wasn't an existing show that she's brought over from another platform or anything like that. It is something that they've created specifically for Spotify. And a show that you wouldn't normally associate with the Kardashian brand because it's very much a criminal justice podcast. So, congratulations to Kim. Um, I'm sure she will hear this and... and be very happy to know that we are sending the congratulations her way but more importantly she'll be probably more happy to know that this has kind of taken away a lot of the distraction from the uh, the crypto scandal that she what, what crypto scandal exactly right and it's interesting this was a two episode drop to go announce weekly so yeah. i mean that's something that we've talked about in this podcast before and something we regularly do is two to three episode drops just to get people hooked yeah and if you've got a show that might have slightly different formats so one might be more of a interview base and then the other episode might be someone just having a bit of a a rant about something or a conversation put out a couple episodes so that you can tease out to the audience what all the different forms of the podcast may be on the first drop so yeah i guess this validates the double drop we'll keep an eye on that one and see how it tracks out while it's while it's being released yeah i really enjoyed it by the way Okay, well, talking about Spotify, we're going to be a bit Spotify heavy today, but look, the news is the news. So, let's jump into Sex, Lies and DM Slides, which was relaunched recently with new hosts. And apparently, this was done so without the knowledge of the existing hosts and the allegedly the creators of the show, great names, Jizzy Erskine and Saffron Barker. So, this made tabloid news. I mean, this made the Daily Mail. This made a Hollywood Reporter. This was everywhere. Yeah, so this is this is incredible. I mean, I've sort of seen this through the Daily Mail and, and those sorts of publications. I mean, it's been picked up and run with because the story itself is quite salacious, I suppose. These these two hosts and, and you know, creators, inverted commas, of this show um, have woken up really to the news that this show is, is going ahead, but without them, which must be quite a surprise. Yeah, it would be a real shock. Um, and it's just not a good look. I mean, I'd be interested to see what the Spotify agreement looks like. The default for a Spotify agreement is they own the IP in a show, mm-hmm. particularly when it's one. This is an original, a Spotify original. So, a Spotify original, they f- the way they view that is Spotify views that they've developed this show with you. Yep. So, it's a show that didn't exist and they work with creators and they make a new show and the agreement reflects that. It's usually quite a few years. It's quite onerous in terms of the IP. On the other side, you can have a Spotify exclusive. It's when you've got an existing podcast and they decide... 
they make you an offer for it to go exclusively onto the Spotify platform. So when you're doing that, it's usually a shorter agreement. The IP is different because the show already exists. Yeah. They're basically buying a couple seasons off you or a season off you. Um, and they're sort of shared IP on that, but you still own the show. And at the end of the agreement, you walk away and you keep your show. So the value exchange is really around audience. If they're helping you develop the show, and you know, obviously the time that they're spending on getting that, their knowledge, their mentorship is is quite you know beneficial if it, if it works out. Plus the ability to pull some levers and make sure that your show is getting heard and and getting you know front and center whenever anyone logs onto the platform absolutely they're taking a punt on your show and they're basically saying look we see the value in this and this will drive more people to come to our app um, this might fill a need we've got in the marketplace this might just create a buzz and we can monetize it would be the other part of that they're going to say hey look we think this will be successful enough that we can sell ads on it and make our money back or make a profit on it so it's an interesting value exchange but yeah so the default is spotify does own the ip on these formats where I'd love to see this agreement, where they could have covered themselves, perhaps the host, Jizzy and Saffron, is they could have had themselves inserted as being key talent mm-hmm. or creators of the show. And then the show couldn't continue without them or without their approval. And they must have not done that and just signed an agreement that didn't have that in it. I suppose it's just a bit of a, a wake up call for anyone who gets a knock on the door by Spotify or yeah. any other you know podcast studio for that matter who wants to offer them. Big dreams in order to sign away a few things. Yeah. As always, read contracts. Yeah, I mean, look, it feels a bit tone deaf by Spotify. I'm sure they're within their legal rights, but it does feel a bit tone deaf. Maybe take the format, but not the name. You've got the RSS feed, so you've got all the followers anyway, Mm -hmm. and just relaunch a different show on that same feed that's similar with different hosts. But I mean, the response from the girls was, that's fine. If Spotify don't want to make a show of us, that's fine. But do not steal our format and name. We created the format and name in their kitchen over a series of months. Spotify just paid for it to be made. Well, and see, that's where the disconnect is. Yeah. Spotify's believing that they've helped you create it and this wouldn't happen without them, yep. And which is right. Yep. But these these two are saying that, hey, look, we, we came up with ourselves you and you had nothing to do with it or we brought this offer to you or we brought this show to you hopefully they're able to try something else and come back with something even better hey look good pr they should be able to launch a show totally okay there's this newsletter written by evo terra uh called podcast pontifications great name evo has written a piece this week that says 2023 is the year podcasting has to pay big claims here so by pay he means pay for itself and by itself he means it has to make fiscal sense for the people writing the checks that power podcasting now he's not saying that the top end of the market's a problem the big companies the spotify's no problem there and that he's not saying at the bottom end hobby podcasters there's no problem mm-hmm. it doesn't need to start paying for itself because it's never going to pay no. people are doing it to put stuff out in the universe he's saying in the middle it's a different story and he reckons he has anecdotal evidence that people he knows who work in these sort of middle-sized companies, are having, having trouble getting things up. So six months ago, things like raising money to launch a new service, get a bigger ticket production greenlit, or snagging budget from other departments to fund a podcasting initiative was much easier than it is now. Personally, I think it's quite a negative take. I mean, all these things like sound to me like things that um, basically say the industry's growing up and you basically need to make smart business decisions. Absolutely. Trial and error. I think you know people are going to give things a crack there isn't that much of a kind of track record here where you can sort of point to anything and say this is the definitive way of doing things. You know, there's been a whole bunch of things that have been tried. There's been a whole bunch of things that have failed. There's been a lot that succeeded as well. And no doubt that sort of cycle will continue over time. So, you know, is this just the trough that's going to be followed by a peak? Maybe. Yeah. These are all lessons that people can learn from. 
Evo, stick it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of data on podcast commercials. Talking of monetization, it seems that uh, are we saying podcast commercials effective or skippable? There's been a quantitative study uh, with nearly 1,700 respondents who listen to podcasts at least an hour in the prior week from a wider universe of 5,000 respondents. Now, nearly two-thirds among the heaviest podcast listeners who listen you know, at least 10 hours a week agree with the sentiment that there are too many commercials in podcasts. 68% admit that they listen to at least some of the commercials in podcasts. Host reads are the ones most likely to be heard. Yeah, look, that all makes sense. Good little study. That's a decent sample size. Getting people 10 hours a week, I think that's what I consider a heavy podcast listener. So to have two-thirds of their respondents being in that space, this is pretty good data. Where do you see yourself around what hour mark per week? 20 plus. 20 plus, yeah. Well, mm. it is your job. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So I think anyone listening 10 hours a week out of enjoyment is... a good podcast listener anyone who kind of listens through any of the major uh, podcast platforms as well will have noticed a whole bunch more advertising that pops up just through the dynamic insertion and what have you when podcasting first you know really gained prominence most of it was done through native reads and and that was the way people advertised it was it was kind of host of show would have those relationships with you know they with their advertisers with the with the companies that they're working with and and who are supporting them whereas now you know this dynamic insertion just means that you can have whatever ad kind of popped into your podcast along the way and if you're getting numbers then great there's an opportunity there to monetize which also means you know it's a bit more like a traditional ad and something that people generally want to fast forward through and, and have the ability to with just simple 15 second skip buttons so no surprises there really I guess the kind of the main thing is how do you make that advertising compelling and yeah. how do you make it relevant or how do you sort of insert ads that are relevant to what's being talked about in the podcast and you know that speaks to some of the data things that we've had before those mm. discussions um, really kind of working on on getting the best products in front of those audiences that are relevant to what they're listening to. Mm, a space we've been moving in is the integrated segment. Yeah. So I try and create a segment that on its own stands actually as being a segment of a podcast but is a brand integration. Yeah. So the brands love it. They pay really good money for it. And if you can do it in a way that's an authentic segment, you're not hoodwinking the listener, but yeah. the listener's going, this is a good bit of content. Yeah, totally. So it's a sort of win-win. If you can nail that, thread that needle, then that, that's the dream. I mean, now it's with podcasting, it's two ads at the start of every show. It used to be one ad at the start. They mm -hmm. basically had you know, one ad in the middle, but people are putting two ads back to back. And that seems to be the trend now. And everyone's doing it. It's two at the start, two in the middle one at the end is sort of very much industry standard so yeah basically podcast ads have doubled yeah so look it's fair it's fair to say there's too many ads yeah but you know at the same time everyone wants to do this kind of professionally everyone wants to make a bit of money off it if they can and if that's the kind of way to do it then great but yeah. just you know make it something that's compelling and make it something that's and a listener is willing to not skip over yeah respect the listener all right well staying in the world of spotify this week this big one is Spotify cancelling 11 of its original podcasts from its in-house studios, Gimlet and Parcast. Uh, Gimlet, we've discussed in the past, if you thought our show, a podcast about podcasts, was borderline meta, they did a podcast about starting a podcast company called Startup. So there's a few layers there. I personally love that show. I love it too. It yeah. was awesome. And I think they really, you know, they came from that This American Life, highly produced Big narratives, you know, a lot went into the production of those shows, really. Classic audio storytelling style. 
Absolutely. So of the 11, uh, a couple that didn't make it through, How to Save a Planet, Crime Show, and Medical Murders. Look, a few more have gone in recent times as well. Interestingly, I think the Ringer and Spotify studios will not be affected by these cuts, which maybe speaks to the different style of production and the cost of making some of these shows as well, Stocks. like Yeah, Ringer much more conversational. That's right. And they seem to have that big kind of network of talent that they've got who they all are uh, the Ringer employees and by extension Spotify Spotify employees, but they can pull them on to different shows and they can appear on all those sorts of things. So I wonder, you know, I'm interested always to know how those kind of arrangements work with the with the staff slash talent that they have there. Yeah. How many shows they're able to be on, what their kind of negotiating power is if they want to go onto another show or if they get pulled onto something or if it's just a bit of a kind of, you know, this is par for the course with with what you've signed up for. Yeah, and the ringer is also a website. So using Mamma Mia as an Australian example, they've got people writing content and then producing podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so these people can jump between the two roles. So it does mean you're not just a podcaster or a writer. You can be wearing multiple hats. As we've said before, there's no shortage of the money that Spotify is spending, but maybe they are just learning from some sort of mistakes and, and just trying to evolve where they do spend their money a bit more. So, yep. you know, programming like Batman um, Unburied or Meghan Markle's podcast Archetypes. Archetypes. I mean, these are big sort of names or, or big IP. Like Batman, everyone knows Batman. Meghan Markle gets talked about quite frequently yeah I think her podcast did the Kim Kardashian and went straight to the top when it came out it's cooled off a bit but but look it's been a tough run for Gimlet after that kind of initial start and they they made big waves by being one of the kind of initial companies that, that Spotify did buy and spend big big money for but one of their biggest shows Reply All ceased to exist after former Gimlet staffers accused the co-hosts of harbouring a very toxic environment in the workplace. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this. I mean, you said that the show ended with a whimper. It just sort of disappeared. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it really they were hitting their strides in that show and they were doing some really interesting sort of investigative things. It was some absolute classics where they tried to track down, you know, a scammer who tried to, well, scam them. And it saw them go to India. It saw them like really kind of narrow in on who this person was and ultimately have an ongoing relationship, which just all unfolded on the podcast. It was really, really good stuff. It's one of those podcasts, right, that if you go, how do I get into podcasting? You'd say, listen to Reply All. Absolutely. It was at that level. I can't believe this is gone. But yeah, tough run for Gimlet, huh? Totally. Look, it's interesting. So both Gimlet and Parcast and The Ringer actually all have formed unions. And they, the Parcast and Gimlet unions came out with... Um, statements on Twitter around this or just statements in general but I just found them on Twitter so basically 38 staff have gone and that's 30% of the union members of Gimlet and Parcast so it was producers it was writers it was editors and as you said they cancelled 10 original shows but that's out of a slate across all of Spotify 500 so I guess a bit of perspective here Mm. Um, the union said Spotify um, cancelled the shows because of a steep decline in listeners on those specific shows and the union sort of came back and suggested that making the shows exclusive on Spotify was a contributing factor to them losing their audience. And I guess it does make a little bit of sense because Gimlet kind of podcast, if you look at, in my mind, the Spotify listener is a bit younger than the Apple podcast listener. And the Gimlet shows would have been more of an Apple type of podcast. So Spotify grabbing Gimlet was to grab that audience, mm-hmm. but it could understand why people would go, oh, I'm not moving over to Spotify, and they might have lost those. But look, a bit of perspective here. I mean, this is tech industry layoffs in 2022. We are in a recession in the US, right? The US is in a recession. Now, according to Crunchbase, US employment is at an eight-year high. 
SoundCloud's dropped 20% of their staff this year. Tesla's knocked off 200 people. Netflix has knocked off 300 people, which is 4% of their worldwide staff. TikTok's dropped staff in the US. Coinbase has dropped 18% of its staff. Robin Hood has dropped one in three. That's huge. Yeah, Twitter and Shopify have dropped. There's hiring freezes at Amazon and Facebook. So, one way to look at this is just this is... 2022. There's a lot of uncertainty still off the back of our post-pandemic world, plus everything else that's going on around the world in, in the geopolitics. So, look, hard decisions need to be made from time to time. Yeah, and then this also is another loss for old mate Evo Terra, and his the top end of the market's fine. Well, maybe not. Well, that wraps up Behind the Podcast for the week. Thanks, everyone, for the listens. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Behind the Podcast or email us with any questions, thoughts, inspirations, whatever at btp at dm.org.au. 